Episode 25 A space cleared around Kyle. Eager faces glistened at him. Obviously Kyle could not do Rocky or Rambo in Stallone's presence, or Mr. T either. Gossett might think it was racist. Lots of love, a Molly doll piped up. Come on, Kyle, don't be nervous, said Ricker. Let's give him a hand to get him started. The crowd applauded. At least they were not booing him, like at the last open mic night he had been to. When was that, last summer? He was out of practice. He couldn't remember a single bit from his act. Jackie was not even pretending to smile now. Glances darted around the room like sparks. The really bad news, Kyle suddenly remembered, was that he was drunk. Finally, a desperate but really appropriate idea came to him. He cleared his throat, trying to bring up some phlegm. I will make you, he said, an offer you cannot refuse. He puffed his cheeks and gestured with his fingertips. Ricker cocked his head. Cagney? Christ, Kyle thought. It's the fedora. Cagney wore a fedora. I am a superstitious man, Kyle continued. If some unlucky accident should befall you, if you should get shot by a police officer... Jackie's mouth dropped open. If you were to get shot... Kyle rubbed his fingertips together and eked out a strangled sigh. Now the crowd looked genuinely scared. Jackie shook her head violently. Edward G. Robinson, said Ricker. Sidney Greenstreet? Bogart? Someone yelled from the back. Brando, Katie shouted. It's Marlon Brando and the Godfather. Jesus. Ah, said Ricker. Ah, said a few others. It's the hat. It's confusing, Kyle said, pointing to it with a handle of his cane. For a second his face was side by side with a carved grimace of the strange old man. Yes, said Ricker. Jackie looked ready to faint. Tessa burst into hysterical laughter as the crowd drifted away. Just a minute, Ricker said. I'd like to propose a toast. A waiter arrived with champagne. Ricker took a glass and raised it. On this Christmas night, we gather to celebrate our many blessings. First of all, let us express our gratitude to America, because it is only here in this big-hearted, brave, and brilliant country that human beings are allowed to reach their full potential. Our free markets spur us to innovate, continuously and fearlessly. In this country, nothing holds us back, so we hold nothing back either. Hear, hear, the crowd murmured. Tears welled up in Kyle's eyes, not because of what Ricker was saying, which Kyle had always sort of believed, although he wasn't so sure anymore. It was Jackie's expression as she watched Ricker. Once, she'd looked at Kyle that way. Christmas every day, Ricker went on, has shown beyond a shadow of a doubt how fundamentally good the people of this country are. We are not consumers, a word which I have always found disgusting. We are givers. Now, through this outpouring of our love for one another, America itself is flourishing. Carlsmart has already opened 20 new stores and added over 2,000 new employees nationwide, many of them from deprived backgrounds. Our stock price has soared, and those profits are being reinvested to create even more opportunity for all. There can no longer be any doubt that doing well and doing good are one and the same. The goodness of the American people has touched me to the core. I truly wish that Christmastown 1 could accommodate more than 5,000 families. But know this, we will soon break ground on Christmastown 2 in northern Michigan. For those who do not make it this year, all is not lost. Indeed, all has just begun. For that glorious promise, as well as for everything that we've accomplished so far, we have not only America to thank, we have Molly. The crowd cheered. Many raised their Molly dolls above their heads and pushed their buttons over and over. Watch me on CEDN. Giving makes me happy. I love you. Merry Christmas, the real Molly said, on cue as always. 
Radio chatter spurted from the wall of men's earpieces, but the crowd did not surge, and the wall stayed put in a loose circle around Molly and her retinue. Kyle wiped his eyes with his shirt cuff. Fortunately, not a soul was looking at him, not even Katie. Now, before I let you all get back to dinner, and before Sting comes out and plays some Christmas music for us, there's one more person I want to recognize. Ricker turned to Jackie and raised his glass. Jackie, without you, none of this would have been possible. Your courage, your tireless work, your ideas, and your faith have been an inspiration to all of us in the Carlsmart family, but most especially to me. Thank you, Jackie, and Merry Christmas. Jackie bowed her head and touched her glass to Ricker's. At the other end of the room, Sting's band started tuning up. Kyle couldn't hold back the tears any longer. He mewled like a baby. What is it, Dad? Katie said, tugging his sleeve. Hold on, Kyle shouted. He gulped and steadied himself, for he had only one shot at this. The crowd paused, turned. I also want to thank my wife, Kyle shouted. That's right, Jackie's my wife, and she's a hell of a woman, don't you agree? She has to be, to put up with me. Scattered applause. Someone squeezed Kyle's elbow. That was Katie trying to stop him. You see, I'm the guy, Kyle said, who did this. Leaning on his cane, he bent over and untied his shoe, took his sock off, and waved it to and fro. I'm the cop who shot myself in the foot. He lifted it, forked and ugly and not completely clean. Remember me? That's right, I'm the dumbest guy on the planet. Katie squeezed harder. Kyle actually wanted to stop now, but he couldn't. I have no talent. I'll never make anything of myself. Jackie knows, even though she won't say it to my face. But she won't forsake me, no matter how much she wants to. I know she won't. Ever. Thanks, Kyle. That was terrific, Ricker said, gesturing over his head to Sting. The band cranked up a sultry and very loud version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. Katie stood frozen, one hand covering her mouth. Kyle wiped his eyes with his sock and looked around for a waiter. Amid the blurred, laughing faces, one visage suddenly appeared in perfect relief. There was the familiar gap-toothed grin, both wider and tighter than it appeared on television. "'Dave!' cried Kyle, lurching over to him. "'Great to see you. You were going to call me, remember? Or your producer was?' Anyway, the answer's yes. I would be thrilled to be on your show. I don't even have to do impressions. I'll do whatever you want. I'll wear a costume, interview weirdos on the street. Whatever you need, I'm your man. Letterman shrank from Kyle's hand, which still held his sock. The grin faded to a thin rectangle. Sorry, man, said Letterman. Your act is too gruesome for me. Try cable. Jackie gave Molly to Tessa, and the wall of men closed around them like a camera shutter. Shaking with rage, Jackie clamped her hand on Kyle's wrist. "'How could you? How could you?' she repeated, marching Kyle across the parking lot to the guest house. The words rose in clouds toward the stars. Jackie's shoulders were glazed by moonlight. She must have been freezing. Kyle's right foot sure was, since his sock and shoe were back at the party. "'I'm sorry,' he said. Jackie dropped his wrist and rubbed her arms. Her eyes seemed to fall on Kyle's jacket." He slipped out of it and handed it to her as he opened the door to the guest house. Never mind, Kyle, Jackie said. I'm going right back. Are you sleeping with him? How dare you? I am doing my job, Kyle. I'm a public figure now, like it or not. Maybe you could keep that in mind next time you get drunk in front of hundreds of influential people. I am sorry. Jackie shivered as the warmth of the guest house and its anonymously tended fireplace reached out to her. What you said back there was wrong, she said, folding her arms tightly. I do forgive you. I will always forgive you. That wasn't what Kyle said. He had said she would not forsake him. Jackie slammed the door of the guest house behind him. 
Alone in the living room, the fire crackling, Kyle peered out the window into blackness. Somewhere not far away was the lake, deep and mysterious as a Mayan well. Somewhere he'd heard there were bodies strewn across the lake floor, drowned for centuries but preserved by the frigid water, eyes staring, hair shifting. The bravest divers would not venture a look.'